0: If you have a Shopify store, you need to be backing up your data and website every day. Your business depends on it. And while Shopify backs up their platform, they don't back up your store. That's where Rewind comes in. Their Shopify app makes it easy to start backing up your entire Shopify store automatically every single day. Start using Rewind today and get peace of mind that your Shopify data is safe and sound. Try Rewind for free at rewind.com. I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, December 9th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. That's right, Peak Pals, this is another solo episode. And by the way, I'm calling this series of solo episodes the Peak Daily Unplugged. And for one reason, it's because I am free from the shackles of our beloved co-host, Jay Rosenthal, and I can say whatever I want. So on that note, here's what we've got for you today. For our first story, Ring of Fire. For our second story, awful outage. And for our third story, Web 3 Goes to Washington. For our first story, the Ontario government is proposing changes to how it consults with Indigenous groups in the north so they can accelerate building a road to the Ring of Fire. Now, you're probably wondering what the Ring of Fire is. And no, it is not a chapter in the Lord of the Rings. It's actually located in northern Ontario. And the Ring of Fire is said to be one of the largest mineral reserves in Ontario and is worth billions of dollars, according to some estimates. Now, it's got reserves in four minerals, nickel, platinum, copper, and palladium. another mythical sounding mineral that is a real thing. Now, because the Ring of Fire is in a remote region, the closest paved road is actually hundreds of kilometers from the area. The first step for mining companies to actually access these minerals is to build a more accessible and direct route to the area. Now, the Ontario government proposes constructing a road into the Ring of Fire for easier access, and some indigenous groups have come out in support of the proposal, citing economic benefits but others have proposed it for cutting right through Indigenous lands. So, the update on the Ring of Fire is that Ontario Premier Doug Ford is considering changes to the Far North Act, and this is a move that would lift some of the barriers associated with consulting Indigenous groups before moving forward with construction to build this road into the Ring of Fire. Now, the Feds, who have long remained outside of the Ring of Fire discussions, have expressed interest for the first time ever in building this road. And along with support from the Feds watering down some of the protections could make it easier to get approval from indigenous groups for road development and unlocking access to the area for miners. But there are still challenges. Developing the Ring of Fire would unleash concerns over the project's environmental impact and its impact on indigenous land rights. There's also a lack of infrastructure in the area generally, and so taxpayers would have to foot a lot of the bill to build that all up. Now, building a road to the Ring of Fire is the first and most important step to developing the Ring of Fire, and it could add an extra $25 billion to Ontario's GDP. That's a lot of money and and one big reason why you should probably care about this project. For our second story, Amazon Web Services suffered an outage earlier this week, taking down thousands of Amazon's own services and other websites. Here's what's happened. Here's what's happening. And we'll start actually with what AWS is. So AWS acts as the backbone for thousands of websites and apps. The way it kind of works actually is that Amazon built up all of this capacity, server capacity for their own applications. They found out that they built too much. And so they started selling off pieces of that to other companies. And they created AWS, Amazon Web Services. And they're now the US's biggest cloud computing provider. The outage took down websites on the East Coast of Canada and the US And here's a few examples of what happened after they went down. So popular smart home gadgets, a lot of them run on AWS's servers. So the outage rendered ring security cameras, smart fridges, smart light bulbs and switches, vacuum cleaner, iRobot, and even pet food dispensers useless. You could not use them because AWS was down. And on the logistics side, drivers typically connect with delivery service partners through an app which neither parties could access during the outage, leading to delivery setbacks right before the holiday season. Amazon's own Alexa and Prime services were also affected. And lastly, the blackout also took down websites including Netflix, Tinder, Coinbase, and Robinhood. So that means you couldn't watch Tiger King 2 during the moment that the outage was happening. Now you're probably wondering why you should care about the AWS outage. Well, similar to the Facebook outage in October, AWS shows us what happens when websites and apps are interconnected and operated on the cloud that if one of the backbone infrastructure pieces goes down and the whole thing follows with it and it can be very disruptive to our individual lives if you're struggling to keep up with hr trends and compliance or just need support getting hr tasks like policies and employee training done hr downloads has the greatest end-to-end HR tech solution that's helped more than 20,000 Canadian businesses just like yours. HR Downloads can help you with HR so you can get back to doing what you love. Learn more about HR Downloads at www.hrdownloads.com. For our last story, cryptocurrency executives testified before Congress yesterday. So here's what happened. Six executives from some of the biggest names in cryptocurrency, including Paxos, Circle, Coinbase, and FTX, answer lawmakers' questions about the burgeoning market. Congresswoman Maxine Waters, who called for the hearing, said lawmakers are worried that the frenzy around digital currencies are driving investors towards a market that so far is unregulated and also setting concerns that there may be fraudulent activity happening. The executives pushed back on lawmakers' disagreement over whether or not digital tokens should be considered securities. The execs think that cryptocurrency doesn't fit into the existing legislation and that Congress needs to create an entirely separate regulatory category for digital assets so that crypto can be brought into the regulatory fold. So here's why you should care about crypto executives testifying in front of Congress. One of the biggest challenges lawmakers are facing in regulating the cryptocurrency market is having to understand the market that they are drafting legislation for. This is all very new technology and it's also particularly technical and complicated. So the hearing is just the first step towards regulating this $3 trillion market, but it was also a glimpse into how politicians and regulators are thinking about cryptocurrency as they kind of go through this process. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. As always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. And have a great day, Peak Pals.